Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to the first episode of Crosswinds Unleashed podcast. I'm lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church. I'm also the host of the Unleashed podcast. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in a fun and accessible way. From culture to personal disciplines to family life to ministry and mission, every episode will offer powerful insights with an uncomplicated and approachable style. If you're part of Crosswinds Church, this podcast will be a rallying call of sorts to assist us in staying the course of knowing God in our personal lives and making Him known in our homes, neighborhoods, workplaces, schools, community, region, and beyond. If you're not a part of Crosswinds Church and a believer, I trust it will help you in your spiritual journey and prepare you to be an everyday missionary in your everyday life. If you're not even yet a Christian, a Christ follower, I believe this podcast will provide you with some insight into the believer's life as they walk with the Lord. In short, this is what I believe. I believe this podcast will have something for everyone. Now to get us started, I want to take several minutes to go through what we call here at Crosswinds our vision framework, since it will really serve as a guide in our upcoming podcast. It's not just a framework for the church then, it's it's really the framework of how we're going to be heading into these interviews and these discussions uh, in the weeks and, and hopefully years to come. And so Crosswinds vision framework, uh, it breaks down our mission, our strategy, our values, and our measures and so when we speak of the mission of Crosswinds, uh, it's not unique to us. It's actually the mission of God's church, but the way we word it is unique to us. We believe our mission is simply to know God and make Him known. To know God, to grow in our relationship with Him, and then through the way we live and the, the conversations we have to make Him known uh, to others. Uh, and so in our mission, we're committed to, to meet children, teens, and adults wherever they are in their spiritual journey to encourage and equip them to take their next step in their relationship with God and others to advance His kingdom. We believe that God meets us right where we're at, that we don't need to do anything but be open to Him to begin that relationship uh, with the Lord. And, and so as God meets us where we're at, I believe He calls us as His followers to meet others where they're at and to help them take their next step. That's our mission, to know God and make Him known. Uh, then we move over to our strategy. We're going to reach people with the love and message of Jesus Christ as they take the step to believe. Now, we understand that our witness isn't just in words. It's also in deeds. It's in what we do. But it's not just in deeds. It's got to be in words. That the authentication of our witness is through both words and deeds. And so we reach people with the love and the message of Jesus Christ. And as they take that step to believe, John 3.16 probably one of the most popular verses in Scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so it's essential that we believe, and that belief in Scripture isn't a passive word, it's an active word. It means placing our trust in, uh, to receive as Lord and Savior. And so we'll reach people with the love and message of Jesus Christ as they take the step to believe. Then we'll raise them up to follow Christ as they discover what it means to belong to Him and His church, as well as become who they were created to be, to belong to Him and His church. We understand through Scripture 
that when we enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that we truly then become fully part of God's family. In fact, we begin to recognize that we're, we are actually children of God. And so therefore, not only do we belong to God, but we belong to other believers, not, not just within our local congregations, but throughout the entire globe. I have brothers and sisters in Christ that I've never met in places like Iran, Afghanistan, and places like China, uh, all over the world. I think you get the picture. Uh, I like to say this, and often I say it jokingly, and that is, uh, when you said yes to Jesus, you also said yes to me being your brother. And that's true of every other believer in the world. So we want people to understand that, that when we say yes to Jesus, we belong to God in his church, and we also want to help people become who they were created to be. I said earlier that when we come to Christ, God meets us right where we're at. But I like to say, he also says, but don't expect to stay there. That when we come to Christ, uh, he does something in our life that theologically we use the term, uh, he justifies us. We've been justified. What's that mean? We've been made right with God. And when we enter into that relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that act is complete. It's been done. So what's happening now in the believer's life we call sanctification. That's becoming more like Jesus, and more like Jesus how? Well, in his love, his character, his purpose, and his priorities. And so this this becoming is becoming more like Jesus. How is that reflected in the unique uh, person that God has made us? We want to help people in their journey. And then lastly, all this happens as we're releasing the believer to partner with God and to bless others by advancing his kingdom. We believe that God blesses us to be a blessing. And so that's our strategy. Everything we do here at Crosswinds, and many of the things we're going to discuss on this podcast, is going to be how do we effectively empower people, unleash people, if you will, uh, to fulfill that strategy. Then we move over to our values. We have five of them. There's other values that are expressed uh, through our lives as believers, but these are five that we look at and evaluate the things that we have done and the things we're going to do. So here's the five values. First of all, we want to be biblically and prayerfully rooted. Everything we do, we want to make sure is in alignment with Scripture. Also, we don't want to simply do things and ask God to bless them. We want to pray, and we want to join in on what God is already doing, what he's inviting us to partner with him in, knowing that it will be blessed. And we we understand that we need his power, his leading, his direction in all these things in order to to be successful in what he's called us to. And so we want to be biblically and prayerfully rooted. Secondly, we want to be disciple makers. In, In the Great Commission, Jesus makes it clear. He says, go into all the world and make disciples. The real call there is not to go, it's to make disciples. And another way of looking at that verse, that these words from Christ, is as you're going, make disciples. Wherever you find yourself, whether it be your home, your neighborhood, your workplace, school, you get the picture that we're making disciples. And since that's the mission, that's the call of the church, knowing God, making him known, we want to make sure the things we're doing, the things we've done as we evaluate, are are doing just that, making disciples. Third, generous living. God calls us to be generous with our time, our talent, our treasure, and our testimony. And we want to be generous people with those things. We want to live in a way that we're just giving giving those four things fully to the Lord so he can use it to build his kingdom. And then fourth, culturally relevant. 
Now, let me explain this a bit because I think sometimes it, it can be misunderstood uh, to mean that somehow we change the truth of God's word to fit in our culture, and that's not what it means at all. To be culturally relevant means we take the timeless, unchanging truth of God's word and communicate it in a way that our culture can understand. We use technology and we use whatever is at our disposal that will allow us to be effective in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with our culture. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, Podcasts have become extremely popular. Um, Many, many, many of us uh, listen to many podcasts. And so we thought, well, let's let's sort of take this this technology that's been made available to us and use it in order to share the love and message of Christ with others. And then fifth is extravagant love. And in many ways, this undergirds everything we do. Uh, Jesus is our model of extravagant love. I mean, think about what Christ has done. Uh, Christ left the splendor of heaven to come to earth. He humbled himself. He humbled himself by putting on humanity upon his divinity. Fully God, fully human. Born in, in these modest means, right? He was born in a stable. Imagine that. The king of kings, born in a stable. That's extravagant love. Lived the perfect life, died on the cross for our sins. Resurrected for our salvation. Ascended to the Father. Is continuing work. Uh, kingdom work. He, he intercedes on our behalf before the Father. He said he's preparing a place for us, and he promises to come back and take us to be with him for eternity. He also has gifted us with his very spirit. Jesus promised to never leave us or forsake us, and the great seal of that promise is the very spirit of God that resides in the life of every single believer. And so the, the love of Christ that, that he modeled and that he actually fills us with as a spirit is, is a part of our life is, is what allows us to show extravagant love to those around us. And so we don't want to do anything um, that doesn't exhibit that extravagant love of Christ to the world around us. So there are values. And then that takes us to what we call our measures. Now, the measures aren't things that we look at and say, on a scale from 1 to 10, how are you doing? But it is an evaluation tool. What we do is we want to know, are we growing? In other words, we have to know where we've been, where we're at, and where we're going. And so these measures help us understand what does it really look like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? And what will it look like when we're discipling someone and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? God has called us as disciples to make disciples who make disciples. And so here's the measures, and there's five of those as well. The first is reflecting Christ's character. Go back to that word sanctification, that process of becoming like more and more like Jesus and our unique makeup of becoming more and more like Jesus and his love, his character, his purpose, and his priorities. We want to become more like Christ in his character. We want to make sure that the very fruit of the Spirit is a growing part of our life. Secondly, um, we want to make sure we're engaged in sacrificial kingdom service. That, and, and that doesn't just speak to serving in ministries on, for instance, our broadcast campus here on, at Canadagua. It, it means wherever we find ourselves, you know, in our home. And you'll hear this quite a bit over, over the weeks, months, and years of our podcast. It's a statement we use quite a bit. But in our home, our neighborhoods, our workplace, schools, you know, within our community, and yeah, throughout our region and the world. We want to make sure we're engaged, that we're everyday missionaries, we like to say, in our everyday mission field. 
We want to, thirdly, understand that we are dependent upon God's Spirit, dependent. I've heard people say that Christianity is a crutch, and to them I often respond, no, he's everything. He's like my whole life support. I need him for everything. And the believer is strongest when they recognize their weakness, which means their dependence upon God's Spirit in their life, to empower them, to give them peace for everything in order to live the joy-filled life that God promised us in Christ Jesus. And so we want to be dependent on God's Spirit. Fourth, sustained by God's Word and prayer. We want to make sure that we are studying and applying God's Word, that we're praying God's Word into our life, that we're learning what it means to constantly be in prayer. That doesn't mean finding ourselves in a corner of our room praying all day. It just means understanding that God is with us 24-7. And and so we're in this constant communication. We're we're listening for his voice. And we're even voicing, maybe not out loud, but in our our heart, prayers as we're going into a meeting or as we're uh, heading into a new situation and simply saying, God, do something amazing in this. Do something that will bring you glory, that will honor you. And then the last measure is multiplying Christ's followers. Again, since our call as believers is to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples, we understand that a true disciple of Jesus Christ isn't really fulfilling their call unless they're making a disciple. Because a disciple, after all, is someone who has received Christ, who is being changed by Christ as they follow Christ. And what did, what did Christ come to do? He came to seek and save those who were lost. And so we should be doing the same thing and teaching them what it means to be in Christ. Again, reaching them with the love and message of Jesus Christ, raising them up and what it means to belong to him and his church and to become the person that they were created to be. As we release them, remember to bless others with the blessing God has given them. So we want to make sure that we're multiplying Christ's followers. And all of this really culminates in this idea of releasing uh, we believe at Crosswinds that we're called to release the church to reach our region and beyond. We ask God to bless our gatherings so we can be a blessing as we scatter. Now, what's that mean, our gatherings? Well, that, that speaks to our large gatherings that happen on Sunday mornings here on our Canandaigua campus. I like to call it our broadcast campus because from the Canandaigua campus, uh, it's that, that, that service is is broadcast live, or at least uh, others will will watch the services in entirety uh, for the uh, during the week by going to our website at crosswinds.church. And so we have an online campus. We have a Hopewell campus. And these large gatherings, the purpose of those gatherings really is to put the glory of God on display. Now, what's that mean? It means that we come to encourage each other. We're, we're, we're actively worshiping the Lord, not just when we're singing, but with our lives. We're praying for one another. We're studying God's word together. We gather so that when we scatter, we can literally be the church. The church isn't isn't simply a building. It's the people. It's the followers of Jesus Christ. And whether we're gathering in our large gathering on on Sunday mornings, whether we're gathering uh, in our small group ministries or or specialized ministry to children or students or, or, or celebrate recovery, whatever it is, we gather so we, can, we ask God to bless the gathering so we can be a blessing as we scatter. And then growing disciple makers. Again, I've said this, but it's important to, to reemphasize because it's really at the core of what God has called every believer to. But we recognize that here at Crosswinds. 
that we want to live as everyday missionaries in our everyday mission field. Practically speaking, wherever God has placed us, remember the Great Commission? While you're, while you're going, make disciples. And, and so when we, when we understand that, it means that we are everyday missionaries. Where we find ourselves in our home, um, find ourselves at school, our workplace, our marriages. Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a child, and, and the way that you're living for Jesus in your home. For instance, I grew up um, for many years, uh, until I was 15 years old, I came to Christ when I was five, and all the way up until I was 15 years old, my mom and dad and brother uh, didn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. They weren't Christians. And so I was a missionary within our home, and, and God used me to, to help them get to a place where they received Christ, all three of them. Uh, so I'm now part of a Christian family, but I didn't grow up with that Christian pedigree. And so wherever we find ourselves, we want to be everyday missionaries in our everyday mission field. And that's why it's important to us, to, to this word multiplication, to make sure that the things that we're doing really speak to us multiplying. Uh, whether that be uh, our one-on-one discipleship ministry here at Crosswinds, we have individuals who get together in uh, groups of two. And they study and apply the scripture to their lives. They pray together. They do life together. And so we want to make sure that those one-on-one discipleship ministries, that, that, that those groups, if you will, will multiply into other groups. So we'll multiply into other groups. And we've seen, we're seeing that happen here at Crosswinds. It's exciting to see second, third, and, and, and about to venture into like fourth generation of one-on-one discipleship groups of people who have discipled, who have become discipled, who have discipled. We believe this in our small group ministry here at Crosswinds, this multiplication. Uh, we understand that people grow better in circles than rows. What's that mean? Well, it means that, um, that the large gathering that we have here on Sunday morning is important. It's part of our strategy. It's part of what God calls us to. But it's really within the context of a small group of people that we really grow in Christ. Um, think about that. It's only in a small group that you're really truly known. It's only in a small group that you can really get the opportunity to ask questions and get feedback from, from at least a, a small group of people. Uh, mission uh, endeavors, in other words, things that you want to do that you can't do as an individual, the small group is your next step to say, hey, can you help me? Pray for me. Maybe you can help resource me. Maybe you can do something with me to make a difference in this area that God has brought to my attention. And then church, to, campus to campus. Let's, let me step back a minute there. Uh, campus to campus. Again, we have a campus here on our Canandaigua. We have what we call our online campus. Again, going to crosswinds.church. We have um, our Hopewell campus. And we believe God is going to have us establish other campuses, which will be sort of sending stations, if you will, for people to gather, then scatter and be everyday missionaries in everyday mission field. We believe God's called us to multiply churches. And Crosswinds has had a history uh, of planting a church, and we're currently um, partnering with a church plant in West Henrietta. We have Sam Abrams and, and Palkun uh, Nove and their families that are planting a new congregation in West Henrietta that we are instrumental in seeing happen. Uh, we are giving money. We are helping uh, uh, do some physical work on, on a parsonage, a house that they just got. Um, for one of the teen pastors there, and um, I'm meeting with them on a regular basis, encouraging them, helping resource them in any way we can. So we believe that we were to multiply church to church. And then lastly, movement to movement. What's that mean? Well, it's not about us. We're not looking to build Crosswinds Kingdom. 
We're here to build God's kingdom, which means that if any any movement out there, if it honors God, that fits within sort of the their framework of what God sees them to do, but understands their calls to know God and make him known, we'll do whatever we can, whatever we can to help unleash them to be the movement God's called them to be. And it, it all, all flows really back to uh, that mission statement, to know God and make him known. We, wanna, we just want to make sure that the, that the lives we're living, the lives we're living help us grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. What we, we don't want to simply come to Christ and then live like we always had. We, we understand that we come to Christ, we, we, we lay our life before him. Uh, Romans 12, 1, we present our bodies, our whole self to him as a living sacrifice. It's our reasonable act of worship. We're not conformed, Romans 12, 2. We're not conformed to the pattern of this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. So then that we can know what God's will is for us. We want to know God in that way and grow in our knowing him so that we can make him known. We understand that the reason that God has left us here when we come to Jesus, the reason that we're part of his church, is so other people can have the joy we have in him, experience the peace that we have in him, understanding that we're not perfect. In fact, we're we're imperfect, that the work that Christ is doing in our life won't be completed until he returns, but we are being perfected. And we want to be a place, we want to be a people. I want to be a believer that says, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not perfect, but I'm being perfected. And when Jesus returns, when I see him face to face, the work will be completed. And so why even call this podcast Unleashed? Well, because I believe all too many people, by the way, live a life still collared up to something. Uh, They're not even dreaming about reaching their full potential. Maybe at one time in their life they did, but because of the events of life, the circumstances, they sort of gave up on those dreams. Well, the sad reality is that's not just true for all. When I say all people, I mean all people. I find many Christians find themselves collared up to, you know, human limitations and uh, circumstances that maybe maybe people had told them, you know, you can't do this, or, or because of something you've done in your past, God can't use you in this way. And, and through this podcast, I, I just really believe what God wants to do is unleash us, to let us really gain a kingdom dream for our life, God's dream for our life, God's purpose for our life, that we can be unleashed as followers of Christ to truly know him and make him known. And so in the upcoming weeks, months, and years, again, I I just, I want to repeat this. We are dedicated, dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. We we want to break down the Christian life, and we want to use interviews and practical instruction, but we want to make sure it's fun and accessible. And I think you'll see in the interviews, especially I, I just look forward to episode number two, uh, uh, that interview that we're about to have. Uh, the interview will be with a dynamic believer, pastor, and friend of mine who actually is from right here at Crosswinds. And I think you'll find that it's going to be fun, but, but beyond being fun, it's going to be accessible. It's going to be uncomplicated. It's going to be an approachable uh, teaching that will allow you to be encouraged in your walk and hopefully unleashed to actually take your next step, whatever it may be, with God. Well, well that's it for now. Uh, that's, that's sort of the basis for this podcast. Thank you uh, for checking out this first episode. 
Um, I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, who is the one who's taking care of all the recording and posting of the podcast. He he is our producer. Um, he is not responsible for the content, so if you don't like the content, that's my fault. Um, but he is responsible to make sure that the content gets to you. And so thank you, Elijah, for being a part of this. Uh, we um, encourage you uh, to stick with us. Uh, we are growing uh, over the over the next weeks and months, and again, hopefully years, we will get better at this. Um, but for now, uh, I just want to say, be blessed and bless others. Thank you for being with us, and I look forward to journeying with you.